so I want to open up today by welcoming you to Pisces and Mercury retrograde season. Let this be a time to deepen your spiritual practice. Let it become a regular practice that connects you to your inner self and your higher being. Mercury retrograde is a time where communication is all kinds of out of whack. It's a good time to turn inwards, um, deepen your spiritual relationship with yourself, work on trusting your intuition so that once retrograde is over, you can be confident in the choices you make. Before we dive into today, I want to say rest in peace to Katherine Johnson, who was an esteemed or the esteemed NASA mathematician um, that pretty much launched Apollo 11. Without her, there would be no moon landing. It was with her precise trajectories that allowed the spacecraft to land on the moon and come back to Earth in 1969. Catherine was a modest jewel to the Earth, saying that, I don't have feelings, I don't have a feeling of inferiority, never had, I'm as good as somebody, but no better. When we all know that that was furthest from the truth because she was probably one of the smartest women, known to NASA for sure, but known to civilization. And a lot of stuff wouldn't have been done without her and her very genius abilities um, and with the work of her colleagues. So we just want to honor her today. NASA administrator released a statement saying that Catherine has helped our nation enlarge the frontiers of space, even as she made huge strides that also opened the doors for women and people of color in the universal human quest to explore space. So we just want to honor Catherine Johnson today and let's get started with the show. Let's start the show. Hey guys, we're back. We're back. How's everybody doing? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's It's been a pretty good day. Considering it's Monday? Considering it's Monday. I think it's the weather. That it's warm? Yeah, it's, it was warm warming. today. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're asking for? Mm-mm. But we're getting it. So I'm just working with, you know, what's being given. It was really good, though. It was Sunday. It was sunny. It was Sunday. <laughs> it was. Yes. Just, just like the ice cream. Yes. And so, yeah. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah? I got my stitches taken out. So I'm feeling a lot more vocal today, and I can laugh. Okay. Like, you can laugh comfortably. Right. I'm not in pain anymore. That's so funny, because last week you did all the, <laughs> you did all the laughing. And I was in so much pain. It was I actually know. not. I know. Guys, don't get stitches in your mouth. It's actually pretty shitty. Oh, man. I don't have mm. a quote. But you know what? It's okay. The quote that everybody should just resonate with is wake up and make it home safely. Amen. I pray that for each one of you, that you always make it home safely. Because mm-hmm. believe it or not... That's a big accomplishment. Yeah, it is. It is. You can get hit by a car. You can get jumped. You can get stabbed. You can get shot. You can get raped. You can get bricks thrown at you. You can get stoned. You can get hit by a car. All of these things can can happen. (laughs) Yes. You can get fired from your job, and then your boss, like, beats you up. Wow. Um, You could just drop dead. You could just get some bad weed. And then have a heart attack. You can have a heart attack just walking home. You got food poisoning. Yes. You can get bit by a dog and get rabies. Thank you so much, Don, for all of the ways that you might not make it home. Head. I appreciate you for letting the, the listeners know. All if you have asthma, you might not be able to breathe no more. Oh my gosh. No, but seriously, it is a like seriously, because we're in a time where we're like losing everybody. I promise you, like this week, we woke up to so many people like Having died, and it was just like, all right, another one. Okay, <sighs> it's kind of a bad transition, but I, I do want to say rest in peace to Pop Smoke because we also lost him over the week. Rest in peace. Yeah, and we lost. Um, damn, I should have Brooklyn has lost another one. Yeah, man. Y'all got to do better. Let me stop. Pearl <laughs> beef. <laughs> Janet Dubois, we want to say recipes to her. She was Wilona on Good Times. Oh, and yeah, she did die. She did die. She did yes, die. and we also want to say rest in peace to Esther Scott, who was, uh, she played like a, well, from what I know of her, she's mostly like another one, like black Hollywood mom. Yeah, who's, who's or like played? aunt. Um, I'm trying to think, what might you know? She was in You Got Served. Okay, I know You Got Served. She was in Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. She was in... And you got served. I think she was uh, Claire's... 
mom or grandma? Okay, the girl who played Claire on My Wife and Kids? Yes. Yeah, she was her grandma. So, you know. Oh, rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace to all of these people because, man, and just live your life, guys. You know, seriously, do not take any day for granted because right. it's crazy out here. Tell people you love them. Yeah, seriously. Don't litter. <sighs> Don't litter because it's Pay contributing to global warming. <laughs> Pay your bills. You know, the, the basics. So I do want to talk about Kobe and Gianna Bryant, who have now been laid to rest. I believe they've already been laid to rest, but if not, they definitely will be no, in the late. coming she, days. She, they were? Yeah, she did it in secret. Okay, yeah, because I knew really the secret. Yeah, choice, you knew it was gonna like it was gonna be a private ceremony mm -hmm. that was closed. But they also the public ceremony was today, which is the twenty fourth. Which she did not have to do. God she did not herself. have to do, but yeah, she. Whew, so. First of all, it was on today, which is 224. Those numbers both represent Gianna's number and Kobe's number, which I thought was oh, I just really. Peeped. Yeah, 224. Like, Why is everybody present 224? Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, like heart clenching. There's so many moments oh, From of the day that was singing. heart clenching. Yeah. Beyonce saying at somebody's funeral. Beyonce saying at somebody's funeral. I mean, Kobe deserved. So. You think she'll sing at mine? Hopefully. Well, she'll be dead. <laughs> she will be dead. How do you Why know she'll funny? be? Because how do you know she'll how, be how, dead? If Beyonce outlives me, I'm so much younger than her. I mean, yes, but she's also superhuman. And. If Beyonce outlives me, and that bitch is like 120 something I mean, Cicely old. Tyson, like, <laughs> 100. So, <laughs> it's possible. She's outliving. We just talked recently about how Cicely Tyson has lived through, like, every single moment of America. Yeah. So it's possible. She might outlive us all. She might, man. So, yeah. So at the memorial today, uh, of course, there were performances by Beyonce, by Christina Aguilera. and she who they sing. Who they brought at the house. Yep, yep. Alicia Keys performed. Um, of course, probably every celebrity we know was at this spoke. memorial today. Uh, Michael Jordan spoke. Shaq spoke. Diana Taurasi spoke. Those were just the three people who were kind of, like, highlighted. Um Diana Taurasi is a WNBA player. She's very cute. Let's, we'll yeah, leave that she's, there. She's white, right? She is white, yeah. But she's whew, she a cutie. So anyway, um, also Vanessa Bryant spoke today. Yeah, she did. And that was really, that one really got me. Did it? It did because she spoke. So she said about Kobe, she said, we balance each other out. He would do anything for me. I have no idea how I deserved a man that loved and wanted me more than Kobe. He was charismatic, a gentleman. He was loving, adoring. He was truly the romantic one in our relationship. Aww. I know. And they've been together since they were like 17. So that's like, no. that's your whole, yeah. Since 20. No, he was dating Brandy. So they got together when, when well, After. she was, I think she was 17. And what was, was he, she like 20? Yeah, like they were around the same age. But either way, it's been since like damn near teenagehood. So he dated her after Brandy. I don't know, because I don't know when he dated Brandy. Because like 17, 18, they were both. I. Because she was doing Moesha at the time. Oh, it's my show. I guess so. That is just. Let me show Everyone talks shit about Moesha. You will not shit on that show. There's so much better shows. Than I mean, Moesha. yeah, maybe, but that was one of my faves. Okay. So uh, I could relate. You could relate. Black Girl in the Suburbs? Absolutely. It was my life. But yeah, so they've been dating for a long time. I mm -hmm. do know that they've been they've been together for a while. Um, she also talked about how close Gianna was to her dad, saying that they shared a hidden talent of being able to memorize a song after hearing it for a couple of times. Aww. I know. And she said about the two of them in their relationship. She said God knew they couldn't be on this earth without each other. Oh, yeah, I saw that part. He had to bring them home to have them come together to have them together. She ended up with saying, babe, take care of Gigi, and I'll take care of the rest of the kids, and that they're still a team. And I think that was the moment where I probably lost my mind. Like, I was literally in the house like, damn it, you stop. You stop it right now. I actually didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either, but just pieces and stuff. I haven't seen too much, but, you know, just in researching and stuff for the show, like, I had their stuff I have to look at, and... Yeah, like funerals and memorials do a lot to me, so I don't Stuff really. Stuff like that takes a long time for it to process in my head. It doesn't just hit me like suddenly. But if I, when I die, I really don't want a lot of people talking. I just need the faves. And I'll be in my obituary. 
She's <laughs> gonna create this obituary before you die. Yeah. Okay, and I so I want people to sing and everything. Oh, so you're just gonna line it up? Yeah. They gotta follow. They they have to follow it. These don't, are my last wishes. If you're not gonna do it, don't put me in the ground. Just burn me and put me in a vase and figure it out. I'm so weak. I always go back and forth with whether I want to be buried or cremated because burials are just so. No, burn me. They're 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 not sustainable me. for Earth. No, no. no. Why like can't we just so throw much. the body in there? Like like when you really think about it, why can't you just take the body and put it in the ground? Wait, what? That's literally what burials are. No, but we put them in. Like... Oh, without putting. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's some morbid shit. On, like, <laughs> but that's better for the environment. Yeah, but how does that look at a funeral? Let's <laughs> <laughs> just just put the body in there. Yep, this one right over here. Okay, we can like make it like biodegradable. We can use biodegradable stuff. Like, I feel you. If it was maybe if we buy maybe like cute biodegradable boxes. That we can then put you, you know in. What I also think about that will we can reuse all the plastic that's currently not being recycled and make caskets that are biodegradable into the earth. I have a okay. Is that possible? It, yeah, maybe. <laughs> We're not science people. Something I think about is also like so after years, you know the body's like the body's just bones. Like, do you just when we run out of we're gonna eventually run out of space. Yeah, we'll, we we'll, are. Will we just start taking up like people that have died like two thousand years ago? Like they'll they'll start piling them on top of each other. What? Why can't we just dig them up and just? That's <laughs> some sick shit. I was that. What happened? There's a biodegradable burial pod that turns your body into that's what, what does I it want say? To be, a tree. Yeah, into a tree. That's what I want. That's what I would want too. Because honestly, when you put yourself in a casket, you're degrading into the casket. Like you're not. Are you going to seep through the and casket the bugs, into the ground? The bugs eat you. Yeah, but either way, you never go back to the ground because yeah, you're no. in the casket. And you should always want to go back to the earth. Yeah, you should. Because you're dirt. Caskets are also very expensive. But that's neither here nor there. So, a little is... light note in the funeral. <laughs> Beyonce just can't do anything without getting some kind of shit. So, apparently... What's her dress to yellow? Don't have me weak. <laughs> Apparently, she ordered that no pictures be taken of her during the memorial. I don't blame her. I mean, she is Beyonce. No, but people are dying. I mean, yeah, and so Who the fuck wants to take pictures at a funeral. I'm people do it, but like no, like literally no photographers from even within the Staples Center, Staples Center could not take like. Okay. There were no pictures. Yeah. So, um, in addition to Kobe's family, she was the only other person who was like no pictures. So. You couldn't take pictures of Beyonce. You couldn't take pictures of the family. Of course, they respectable. They still got them on but, video, though. Yeah, they still got them on video, but just no pictures or anything. So apparently, Beyonce also chooses the pictures that she allows the public to see. I like that. Yeah, like you have to. They have to be approved by her publicist. I think that's very smart. I mean, me too, because I don't. Me too, if I want to control how I'm seen by the public. But my thing is, no shade, Beyonce. I just like it's a few. First off. Back to my funeral and just connecting it. Don't take pictures of my funeral. You know like, what? Don't like. Don't take pictures of anybody's funeral. Like that's. I feel like that's. Yeah. No. Bringing I feel dark you. energy into your house. I also just death. don't like. Like, what are you taking pictures of? Why are you taking pictures like, of the family? That's very cute. invasive. Why are you taking pictures of the body in the casket? Because people do do that. That's it's also sick. creepy and invasive. So like, I mean, have you kissed? Have you have you ever been to like? I've done it before. Um. Yeah, I think I kissed my mom's forehead. <laughs> I did. I kissed my grandmother. Yeah, because I mean, at the, was, that time, you don't feel like this is gross or anything. You're no, just mourning your loved like one. Last kiss. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't care about that. I'm gonna kiss my mom. No. Yeah. It's not even like I kissed on the lips. Which you don't do regularly. So. Some people do kiss. Typically. Some people do. It's a regular practice. But yeah, people <laughs> were really offended by Beyonce not taking pictures. And there was a statement. I don't know who made the statement. But it says a Staples Center staffer was dispatched to make sure not a single camera was focused on the stage. The photographers couldn't believe it. This doesn't help Beyonce's image at all. It hurts her. It makes her look like a diva, which we, hello, diva. The memorial wasn't about her. The only shots of B that did emerge were screen grabs from TV. None of the other artists at the memorial asked for this. Not Christina, not Alicia Keys. And then people were also saying that somebody else was like, really? I'm at a memorial? Not even the family of Michael Jackson did that. And I'm just like, well, the family 
Imagine Michael Jackson, Christina Aguilera, and Alicia Keys are not Beyonce. Y'all not even Michael Jackson. And so... <laughs> That's true. You know, or Prince. Exactly. So there's... And Prince had a close Not funeral. really any kind of, you know... At the end of the day, we should just be grateful she did this in the public. Let's just be happy that Beyonce sang. Just be happy. And that... And focus Vanessa on the reason why y'all are even the, here. Right. Yes. We're just to well, memorialize who, who, Kobe who, Bryant. Who wrote that article? Like, what website? Uh, that was on page six. They don't sound important. I mean, they're a credible source. So... Mm, no, no more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I forgot to mention one of the most important parts of the Kobe Bryant story, and that was how, while in the helicopter, he texted his general manager to set up an internship for Lexi Altabelli, who was the Altabelli's surviving daughter. And I think that was the part, when I read that, that really almost took me out, because it's almost like... Here you are, and we don't really know how true this is, but in my head, because I'm a little dramatic, Mm -hmm. I just see it as like, you know, something's happening, you know something's not going right, and maybe you're not really sure if you are going to make this out, you're not sure if he's going to make this out, or if uh, the mom is going to make this out, because she was also on the helicopter. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like it just says something. It really speaks to your character when, like, you're thinking about the surviving family members that might be left. Like, I don't know. That's just how I saw it. And it probably isn't, wasn't like that because it's usually never how we think it is. It's actually something different. But I just thought that was really heartwarming that he was securing that internship for her. You know, something for her future, especially since, like, what if your parents don't come back off this helicopter, girl? Yeah. You know? So I just thought I just wanted to share that as well. The general manager shared that literally on the helicopter like his last text message to Kobe was vouching for the young lady's character saying that she was just you know this she had a good work ethic she mm-hmm. was really smart stuff like that so yeah rest in peace Kobe Bryant yeah. what's the hot and the knots on the other <sighs> side so we got a couple little things first I am going to talk about Harvey Weinstein yeah he finally they're finally going to send his ass to prison yeah he so after about a month of trial and a few days of deliberation, he was... A month was, of trial? Yeah, I think it was about a month. It's been... Maybe been two months. Uh, it definitely his, hasn't been two mo- more than two months. It has been. Are you sure? I think All the trial started that, at like the beginning of January. So what was everything before that? The talks about the accusations in and the leading court. up to the trial. Wasn't it in the court? I don't know. But this was his New York trial. So. What the fuck? Yeah, but no, the trials definitely started, I think, around the beginning of January because it was a really big deal that everybody was talking so about. So everything else was just dead space, pretty much? Well, I'm not going to say all that because they were accusations and talking about it and witnesses, I mean, um, uh, victims coming forth and things like that. So uh, the buildup to the trial? I don't get politics. It's- Well, let me just run through these right quick. So he was found guilty of two felony sex crimes, but acquitted of three, which were apparently the most serious crimes. He was found guilty on one criminal sexual act in the first degree and Mm. one count of rape in the third degree and was acquitted Mm. on two counts of predatory sexual assault and one count of rape in the first degree. So Maybe um, black people will stop using him as an excuse now. Maybe. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. Like... Hopefully, I Look pray of God. you to stop doing this. So he is, the funniest part to me is the fact that he's currently many, on Rikers Island. How many years is he I getting? I thought that was hilarious. Of all places, they just was like, no, his ass can go right to Rikers Island with the rest of everybody else. He ain't special. But he's looking at uh, 5 to 25 years. And so he'll be. 5 in, to 25 or mm-hmm. the 25? 5 to 25. So he can get anywhere from 5 to but 25 years. I think years. we should do 25 so he can die in prison. Let's be honest. Yeah. Come on. I mean, yeah. They can give him a win. We, we hope for 25, but... How old is he? Like 80? It's probably going to be more like five. He's 67. Also, he needs to die, so let's go for 25. So, he also still faces a separate separate case in L.A. Well, there's more. There's more. He's dealing with a whole other case on the other side of the country. With the same allegations, right? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, spicy. Yeah, yeah. So, some victims testified today. I think, I want to say like six victims testified, but still like... He was still acquitted. So on if he charges. gets twenty five here and then in L A he gets like let's say he gets ten, th- does he have to do thirty five? I don't know how that would work because if you're in two separate counties, 
I would assume you would be sentenced to two separate jails. But then because so you the twenty four nigga transfer him? Yeah, I highly doubt that that's gonna happen either. So I'm pretty sure they'd find a way to combine it and then just be like, All right, this your time. I mean at least they'll get fresh air if they do. Get what? At least they'll get fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, during the transport. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess he'll just have like Martha Stewart treatment, maybe. I mean I maybe. That's what you would think, but He's also on Rikers Island right now. Now, I'm pretty sure he's in a special wing of Rikers Island, but... I hope they beat him up. I'm not going to feel bad. No, we wouldn't feel bad. Mm -mm. It is what it is. (laughs) You did worse shit in your life. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, more court cases. (sighs) This is a little litigious episode. (laughs) So, Star Brim. Do you know who that is? No. Cardi B's best friend? She's a stripper. She was a bartender. So she is going back to jail. She was the one. She just got out of jail, like, mid to end of last year. For what? Um, Some fraud shit, I think. I don't know. So you bitches love doing fraud and being a scammer. Look, so she got out of jail, right? She started this podcast that she's been doing. I don't know. Something with Starbrim. Starbrim something something. And she also got pregnant. So she's currently pregnant. With whose baby? Uh, you're asking so many questions. These are important facts. These she's are important facts. With a whole baby. Who is Star Brim <laughs> Baby Daddy? Look at that. Look at Google. Coming through. Dang, Brandon, he a rapper. Okay. If you go to her Instagram, you can find it because when I look, of course, it's not really, it's not giving me what I need to know right now off the bat. Anyway, so the point of the story is that she's going back to jail. She has been charged with racketeering and allegedly slashing a uh, bartender. Racketeering? Yes, which is uh, shady business, pretty much. Shady and fraudulent business dealings is what racketeering is. So, whew. This is a long one, guys. So Starbrim apparently is a part of the oh, I've Blood seen her Gang, before. which yeah, you've seen her before. That's why I was surprised you didn't know she it was. was like, but uh, Brittany from Love and Hip Hop. Okay, I don't know how Brittany is or who she is. Is that the Remy Ma girl? Yes. Okay. Not the Remy girl. No. Yeah, the one that said Bianca. Remy Ma hit her. No. Oh. oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm thinking of Bianca. Chicken oh. noodle soup. Oh, she, yeah, she does kind of resemble her. Mm-hmm. Definitely see that. So Starbrim is apparently. The godmother in the Five Nine Brims gang, which is a blood gang, well, and she's the, the godmother. The godmother is like one of the highest ranks that you could be, and she is who oh, the good female. For her. <laughs> I know, right? She's running shit around here. Good for her. But <laughs> congratulations. So the godmother is who the women gang members report to. Oh, okay. so she's running the women of the gang. So what do they do? Same shit, I guess. You just need like a. Godmother, because there's a godfather also. So, like, do they jump people? And... Yes, and apparently they have like two divisions. So there's a god, there's like a street alliance, and there's an in prison alliance. Yeah, like that work together. Six nine. Yeah, so they have a godfather of the prison alliance, godfather of the street alliance. Okay. So anyway, um, it's her, and she's among eighteen of the gang members who were indicted. Some of them are being charged for like murder, a uh, attempt. Attempt to murder. What's light that one? Light shit, you know. Murder is not light shit. You know. <laughs> you just, know, just your gang usual. shit. Typical gang shit. But she is being, um, so apparently, she's being accused of ordering a hit while in jail on a bartender. Was she? Did well, she? I, well, I don't know, Don. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> but she, they're saying that she is quoted saying, pop that bottle, I want... Hands put on them. I don't even want no talking. And later that night. In prison? Yes. Who, in who prison. Who recorded that? I don't know. But, I mean, the who, prison phones. Who? Oh. Oh, she was on. I was like, how did they get a quote from her? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, phone. in prison, it's 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 doable. They're, they're tapped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, there, I, my guess is she ordered the hit through somebody who then ordered the hit. And then these three gang members lured the bartender out of the bar and then they attacked her. 
and then they recorded it on one of their phones and they sent it to the guy who ordered the hit on behalf they can't of Starbrand. Star, Star for that. It's him. Well, that's what they're saying, and she's ordered to go to jail after she gives birth. Listen, protect black woman drug dealers at you know all what? costs. We're not going to do that. Starbrim's on her way to jail because <laughs> she's been doing some gang shit that is illegal. So I hate to see it. I hate to see her go back to jail. I really do because she literally just got out of jail. And she, she's having a baby. So. so is her baby daddy like part of the blood too? These are questions I'm just never going to get answered. So, so that's okay. Go check out Starbrim's Instagram. It'll give you the questions that you need to know. Okay. Thank so, you for that. No problem. I just thought that really sucked. So Making the Band is coming back. I saw. Did you hear I about that? It. It's going to be hosted by Diddy's sons this time around. I think I'm pretty... Diddy's still going to be what? involved in it, but it's going to be... What? Diddy's sons are going to be running the show. Why? Because... They're now the ones making music and but... running shit. They're the ones in touch with the new newer generation. I don't know how comfortable I feel with that. Well, it's a good thing you're not producing right, the show. Right, because why isn't Diddy doing it? Well, Diddy's still involved, but Diddy's not going to be the face of making the band anymore because Diddy already did that. Found Starburn's <laughs> baby daddy. Who is it? This is how he looks. He doesn't look ugly. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see this. Maybe that's not him. Give me the phone. I'm going to keep looking. Go back. Let's go back to talking. So, yeah. It's going to be run by Diddy's sons. And, yeah. It wasn't that. Who who came off of making the band that became famous? Wasn't it Danity Kane and what was the boy group? I can't remember them right now. Day 26? Was that it? Day 26? Ugh. Okay. (laughs) I mean... People might shame me for this, but I didn't watch Making the Band. I just didn't really care back in the day. About them making a band? That and about reality shows. Like I was so bad on reality shows growing up with like just keeping up with I'm like watching things watch on this. TV. I'm more than likely not gonna watch this, but I'm seriously not interested. Yeah, I'm not interested either. But I mean, I thought it was cool that he's bringing it back. I feel like it might do well because it is a younger generation and his sons are involved with it. So. And they're in music, so, you know, they just have a, you know, whatever. It's Christian, the one who looks and sounds just like Diddy. Yes, he does. He, Oh, my God, he sounds just like Diddy, and it's he raps just like him, too. It's actually really disgusting how similar they are. It's very scary to me, because I'm just like, dang, is this Diddy? Are y'all sure? Somebody's fooling me. <laughs> I feel pranked every time I hear him on a song. And then it's the fine one, the adopted son. Who? The light-skinned one. The one that What's his name? Is he on Star? Yes. That's the Ooh. one. And then it's the other one. I don't know who the other one is. I don't know who the other one is. <laughs> Me neither, but it's the other son. Justin. Two for three. Who I think looks just like Christian. That's not important. You mean just looks like Diddy? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> What's the next one? Oh, I am out of topics. Oh, that's it? Yeah, but we can talk about Wendy Williams. What? Oh. Because that was one of my stories. I'm just... Uh, Wendy Williams is just so exhausting. She exhausts me. It's really funny how I really cannot stand problematic people or situations, but some of my faves happen to be some of the most problematic people in the world of journalism and media. Like Charlamagne the God. Like Charlamagne the God. Like Wendy Williams. I'm just like, oh my I can't my believe those are your gosh. faves. I have other faves that really do some deep, great shit for the community. And then I, you just have some that are your guilty pleasures. And Mm-mm. Wendy Williams happens to be one of my guilty pleasures. But that doesn't stop me from holding her accountable to her shit and checking her for it. So. Honestly, Sophie, I don't know. It was Valentine's Day, and she was she does her usual like go around I, like when she calls lets people speak, and then one well week, she doesn't let people speak she talks to the audience like because the audience is like her co is her co host so she talks to the audience she talks to us on TV and then sometimes in that talking there will be people in the audience that might say something or whatever that she might like you know give them well she doesn't like giving them the mic but they might get some, a chance to talk. So I think at this moment she was I forgot what she was talking about that led into this stupid rant. Was it the Valentine's Day mm-hmm. rant? Cuz then she was like 
You don't wear heels. She's like, because she was already going off about showing your girlfriend's love on Valentine's Day, which I was just like, Wendy, girl, it's not that big of a deal. Like, if 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 I don't got no boo and I want to love on my friends, that's my business. So she asked this question about like whether women were going to celebrate Valentine's Day. Pretty much, like, are you going to celebrate your girlfriends on Valentine's Day? And I think this guy stood up and was just pretty much like, yup. And that just launched her into this really... Disgusting, homophobic... Disgusting, homophobic she looks like rant a raw, a toad. Okay. That just was really uncalled for. Where she was pretty much telling uh, gay men to stop dressing in skirts and heels because they don't menstruate and understand what it's like to be a woman and all of this other really just I hate it here. crazy stuff. But I hate it here so much. I'm just over. I'm tired of black people shitting on black queer men. I'm tired of black men not defending us. I'm tired of black women not defending us. I'm just exhausted. It's I'm actually, tired of I'm just... people shitting on the black gay community and then continuing to employ the black gay community. Like if you're going to shit on them, leave them alone. Let them do what they do. Let them, you know, let us do what we do. Like and I say us because I'm a part of the community, but then I don't say us because I'm not a black gay man and that's specifically who these attacks are usually targeted towards because for whatever reason women feel a way about black gay men and I'm just not for the the hateful homophobic shit period from anybody I don't care who you are I don't care how much I like you as a person like when it's uncalled for it's uncalled for and Wendy is somebody to me like that it looks like a man she's I don't like when people say that though Mm. because I feel like a lot of it is targeted towards her being tall and as a tall woman I don't appreciate when people say that she looks Mm. like a man because your height doesn't equate to your gender makeup but um still like her her attacks were not okay and they they just weren't acceptable quite frankly like and then her weak ass apology that she gave was even worse because it was just like girl like I don't even feel I don't even feel the fake in this. Like, it's just like some shit that you put out and was just like, oh, okay. Like, there's just so much. But Wendy has always striked me as somebody who I feel like pretends like she doesn't have a problem with the community when she really got her hidden feelings about how she feels towards gay people. And it just kills me because, like, she's literally surrounded by gay people. It's the same thing that other celebrities do, too. They get gay, gay men to do their hair. They get gay men to do their makeup. Mm-hmm. Wendy got a gay stylist. She's literally surrounded by three gay people who help her look how she looks every day. Because when she's not in front of that camera, she don't fucking look like that. And so it's just really disrespectful because it's like you literally have so many gay people that work on your set. You're, one of your EPs is a gay man. And then you sit here and you talk shit about gay people on national TV. It's just it's really fucking disgusting. Do not come back with your weak-ass apology trying to cover up for it and make it better because it just it doesn't because you know better. She's not the first one. She won't be the last. No, she's little not. Little Boozy just did it the other day. So. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show because that nigga. But Honestly, the quickest thing that can happen is if God can just give all the gay people a nice island where we're just built for success. We have just jobs and currency. And we could just live there in peace. And we just I mean, somehow... I guess. Me as a gay person, I don't want to be off to myself, separated from the rest of the world. I just want the world to stop being so fucking hateful and homophobic. So, that's all I have to say on that. And we're going commercial. Hey guys, so we are wanting to feature you on the show. If you know of a black business, or if you know of a business that's yours, your friends, your homies, whoever it is, if you want the world to know about them, hit us up. Send us a DM at Talking Black Pod on Instagram, or you can send us an email. You know, if you're a little more professional, you know, you want to do it that way. We are Shit Is Real Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your recommendations. Send us your people. Send us your businesses. We want to shout them out on the show. And we're back. Hey, guys. Hey. So this week we are going to talk about how to, or not even how to, we're just going to talk about stop treating your kids like they're kids. Like, I just want us to get to a place where we acknowledge that children are human beings. They do have feelings. They have thoughts. They have all of these things that we have as adults, and they are valid. Just because you're under a certain age doesn't mean you don't have the right to be a human being, which I feel like is how we kind of treat children 
a lot of times. I agree. I think we like to, um, parents, not the word I want to use, dictate. I think that's the word I want to use. We we like to dictate children and just do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then that eventually silences them and takes away their voice. So a lot of times when children do, like, need help or say something, a lot of times parents don't even listen. Mm -hmm. It's like a child stays in a child's place. Mm -hmm. And that just leads to some shit. So I do think that we need to start, like, parenting. Not parenting children. We need to try different parenting tactics, like listening, Mm -hmm. like active listening. Uh, I think just apologies. Child apologies are important. Mm -hmm. I feel like parents don't want to be wrong. And there's nothing wrong with being wrong. And I think when you apologize, it allows for your child to, like, not create an expectation to receive apologies when people are wrong. But it just builds that trust with y'all and, like, accountability, Mm -hmm. which is very important. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Also, like, treating your children like human beings helps them to be better adults. And by not allowing them to learn things because you feel like they're not the right age to know those things, Mm -hmm. I feel like it just really fucks them up in their adult life because then they get older, you probably never circle back around to have these conversations that you blocked them from as a child. And so now when they're faced with these situations as an adult, they don't know how to handle it. They don't handle it well, and they just there's a they they continue to pass on this toxicity that con- that like lives in the black community specifically. Yes. So the thing that makes me want to talk about this situation mm-hmm. is the whole Boosie thing with Zaya and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, that's also a hot mess. <sighs> so Boosie's a hot mess. He's been a hot mess probably all his life, but definitely once he got out of jail. Like, honestly, like, all the free in this nigga, we could send him right the fuck back because he's not. He went to prison for, I don't even know, but he pretty much, like, his, like, lyrics and stuff got him caught up, and the judge, like, used that against him and, like, locked his ass up. Kind of in a way, yeah, but. um, See, you don't remember that? Well, dang, never mind. Because Boosie's very, like, geographical oh and he's also down south yeah that's what i mean by geographical yeah. like so people like down south i feel like tend to know about him and his music and stuff a little bit more than people up north mm-hmm. do specifically because he's a southern rapper and so yeah it was this whole free boozy movement after he was locked up forever and niggas like were demanding his freedom and then he gets out of jail and like one of the first things he did was some homophobic shit against his son like saying some shit like well, my you know that if my son be gay kind of bullshit Stuff like was that. Was it this son? Huh? How many sons does he have? I don't know how many man, how many kids that I was man gonna has. I say, well, that explains the trauma in this child. Which child? The one that we're well, gonna talk about it. That's his. The son that was saying he agrees with his dad. Oh, I didn't know about that part. But I mean, that's what I was like. It could probably be the same. Son. Oh, you didn't hear about that? Mm-mm. Well, you have to explain that. I am gonna explain the story, but the thing with that, the other situation was him pretty much like just some really vulgar shit about like exposing his kids to sex if they were gay. It was some shit along the lines of that that was just like, nigga, what? He said he got okay. exposed his sons like straight people having sex. No, like making his son have sex with with women or shit. It was some shit along the so lines like, of that. Some weird like you know regular. Regular toxic yeah. nigga shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like have sex with like a stripper. And, mm. mm-hmm. That was literally like what it was along the lines of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So Boosie went on this rant on his Instagram about how oh, yeah. uh, he kept misgendering Zaya, first of all. Yeah, he did. And, and he didn't, I don't think he called. He definitely never acknowledged, that, acknowledged her pronouns. Or he her name. Right? No, none of that. He kept referring yeah. to her as Dwayne's son yeah. and him, which is so fucking disrespectful. Like, but he also said some shit along the lines of like, he hoped he didn't chop his dick off because he might want to be with women later on. And I'm just like, first of all, you don't need a dick to be with women. Sexuality is not the same thing as gender. So uh, not only is that statement inappropriate because it's targeted towards a child, it's just fucking ignorant and wrong, quite frankly. So 
I just like. I am. Besides the fact, I'm just tired this episode. I am just tired. I'm tired of being. I'm tired of being queer in America. No, seriously, <laughs> like, it's fucking hard. Let me tell y'all something. You know what? We want to know. You want to know something? Are you ready? I want to know. <laughs> like he just said. What did he just say? Oh yes. So I hate when. Oh, I hate when people say. How do y'all know you don't like pussy? And da, da, yeah. Da. I hate when people say that. You know why I hate it? Because, bitch, if I fucking wanted it, I would have fucking had it. Okay, if I wanted pussy, I would have got pussy. Like, stop asking me. I didn't me. want it. Stop asking me why I like dick up my ass. Stop asking me why I like my ass ate. I don't care if it's vulgar to the straights Listen to this. I'm tired of it. I'm sick. I'm over it. Ever since I've had sex, uh, people have, that's all y'all motherfuckers ask me like I'm a science experiment. Right. Bitch, the same way y'all like fucking putting your cocks and vaginas and the moistness and the same way bitches like getting dick down, that's the same shit. I like the same way you like getting dick down. I like a fat dick in my ass too. (laughs) So leave me the fuck alone. And, and bitch, how you how you know you like dick? Well, when you get a fu- listen, the G spot is in the male ass. So when you get a fat dick up your ass, man, I want you to fucking tell me how it feels. Cause guess what? It's gonna feel good. And now I'm done. Yes, the same way that you just grew up knew when you liked pussy is the same way I grew up knowing that I liked pussy. So I just don't understand what you're confused about because how did you know you were straight did you have to have sex first to know that you were straight because that's one of the things that i hear about too that pisses me off like oh how do you and that's a lot that i saw online too like well how does he know he's how does he know first of all people would always assume that he knew he was gay because they just don't know things but they'd be like how does he know he's gay he ain't even had sex yet it's not the same thing it's not since when does me, my sexuality, and me knowing what I feel comfortable? First of all, make like it you said, sense, Mary. it's not the same thing. Make it make sense. It's not the same thing. Zaya wanted to identify with her pronouns, and identifying as a woman does not have anything to do with who she prefers to love and have sex with. Like, that does not, it doesn't equate the same thing, guys. It really doesn't. And that child seems like she figured out her shit quicker than y'all did. Damn sure quicker than I did. So I applaud her because it takes a really strong person to be able to live in your truth, one, which a lot of y'all aren't even doing in your adult life, one. they come out the closet at like 50. That. And two, I don't remember. But I just know... (laughs) That okay. I applaud this this strong young woman because for knowing who she is and not being afraid of living in that truth. And not Nigga, being afraid despite what anybody might have to say about it. Niggas like him and 50 Cent and... Oh, my God. 50 and Cent. what's the other one? Not... um Who's EJ Johnson's I'm father? I'm to walk out of the studio. Magic, Magic Johnson. Johnson. Magic Johnson in the beginning. Oh. Like, all y'all niggas that just... Like, if 50 you Cent is wanna, disgusting. If I really... you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. Or just stop fucking having kids. Like, like, because a lot of y'all that are having kids are just not ready for it. You're not fucking ready for it. To have a child, you have to be a really... love. Yes. And you need to be a humane person. Mm-hmm. Because you never know what you are going to get. And I don't even mean that as far as sexuality. Like, you don't know... You don't know anything about your child right. until you start to learn stuff about your child. Right. So you literally need to be prepared to love anybody. And if you're mm-hmm. not prepared to do that, you just shouldn't be having it. kids. Wear condoms. Pull out quicker. Don't let her wrap her legs around you if that is the case. Okay. If but... you know if you know when she put them fucking legs up <laughs> mm-hmm. and you go in deep that that's going to be the fucking end of it all, and then you need to wrap it up before it even starts. Right. Or you need to be like, oh, nah, babe, we can't, we can't do that one. Or, just or you just need to be prepared face. to pull it out. Yeah. There's options. Yes, you it's got options. numerous. But we're getting way off point. <laughs> we're getting way off subject. So to circle back first, I do want to talk about 50 Cent. Because I also meant to mention that earlier and how fucking disgusting that was. Like, 50 Cent is disgusting me in a lot of ways in the in the the past few years because just just with him I feel like we're really getting to know who he is as a person mm. and it's a very disgusting person. I just don't like what mm. I see. And I personally feel a type of way because I 
Like was power. a huge 50 Cent fan in eighth grade. I'm hurt, but not surprised. Okay. <laughs> so. Did not see that one coming. Yeah, man. Oh, let me I thought 50 she was going to say power, and she said no. 50 Cent fan. I was a 50 Cent fan. Like, I mean, I like power, but... So... <laughs> His, 50 Cent was even more disgusting because he created this meme that was it. this picture of R. Kelly sitting next to Dwayne Wade. I hate it here. I, I fucking st- hate it here, Don. Like, <laughs> seriously. So he ca- so in the in R. Kelly's caption bubble says, Heard you had a daughter now. And then in Dwayne Wade's caption says, You touch her, I'll kill you. And just Yeah, bitches is sick. Y'all are sick. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Y'all are, like, do you know, do you know where you're going in the afterlife? You're going to fucking hell. And then (laughs) captioned it, LOL, now this some funny shit. You, the train is waiting for you when you die. I'm saying, to take you straight there. You literally have a first class ticket (laughs) to hell, my nigga, because what the hell is this? Literally. Like, first of all, R. Kelly is a fucking predator. That's nothing to joke about. Girls have really have really fallen victim to this predatory man that y'all allowed to have this fruitful career for all of these fucking years after most of you knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah, a lot of you saw the, the fucking love. video. You had the opportunity to talk out against what you saw was mm-hmm. going on, and you didn't. You thought it was a joke. You made mm-hmm. copies of it and continued to pass it around like mm-hmm. it was a fucking mixtape or some shit. Mm. That's first of all. Second of all, I'm just trying to find the joke and why you even think that that would be funny and bringing a 12-year-old into this. I'm waiting for the joke. Exactly. And then the fact that R. Kelly, most of his victims were underage girls. Like, I just... It doesn't make it better. It's just like... (sighs) I... I just don't know what to say. Like, I don't know what to say because I don't know. who posted that on Instagram? I was just about to say that. (laughs) You literally posted this shit to the internet for the world to see it. Sometimes you keep it to yourself. Sometimes some shit you just need to keep to yourself. Sometimes I I wouldn't even put that in my my friend group chat. Sometimes I, I, you know, I not no dark shit like that. But, you know, I find a dark joke funny from now on. Sometimes you do. I know I do. I keep it to myself. I keep it to myself because I'd be like, "Mm." Sometimes some of the things I say in my house be really dark. And I'd be like, Okay, that was not funny, and I can't tell anybody that joke. <laughs> I'll probably say it behind closed doors, but no, it's sick. But um, there's never anything along the lines of this. Oh, hell no. Because I would never even say what or think anything fu- like that. Like, that's just... So, anyway, going back to the topic at hand. Oh, we never finished the story. Which story? With Boosie? Yeah. We, we did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Half. Well, you tell us the second half because I didn't know his son co-signed. I just know that other celebrities were co-signing what he was saying. Well, he went to Planet Fitness and he was like... Oh, yeah, he was denied. Dumb fag- that faggot manager didn't let me in because he's there was, Oh, there was a video? Yeah, he was in his car. He's running. See, he I don't driving. watch the videos. And he was just, you know, screaming faggot and gay and manager and not letting him in because the manager didn't let him in because you was talking shit about Zaya. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have let your ass in either. Like, you... My thing is, do, do people just think, like, you could just say shit like this, and then when people deny you life. service and stuff, like, why do you act shocked? Like, you literally... What you mad for? Like, you would probably fucking do the same shit. You literally brought this on yourself, because you didn't have to say anything at all. At all. You didn't have to say anything. So now, the fact that you can't go work your little scrawny bird chest out, don't got shit to do with me, nigga. You should have washed your fucking mouth before you got on the internet walling out out here. And then his son commented on, I think it was on Twitter, and he was like, my dad is right. Fuck them faggots. Said along the lines. I, I like, hate this place. <laughs> I hate this place. That's why I asked, is that like, how many sons does he have? Because if that's the same son, I was just like, yeah, there's trauma there. Well, that child, I know, I think whatever whatever kid that was was really young at the time. So I don't think it's the same child. But I also think Boosie has, like, quite a few kids. I'm, so, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you know, the huge. Right. Typical. So that's what he said. And I just, I, I can't take it anymore. Can't take it anymore. But we also want to circle back around to the topic because we just went off on quite a tangent. Right. But it was a necessary tangent because I'm sick of these niggas. I'm sick of you niggas. But. Oh, he has seven kids. See? See? Probably seven baby mamas, too. Probably. But, (laughs) so, yeah, I just, I, the whole point of that story was because Boosie, for some reason in his head, like most people think, 
that Zaya, because she's 12, that she's not able to make a choice about Mm -hmm. how she chooses to live her life. And Mm -hmm. I don't understand that because, first of all, something as strong as a sexual identity is something that you're, you're not, you know it. You fucking know it. Yeah. It's, I just, I just... I just can't help but think like because that's that's really drastic. Like yeah, you're now deciding, you know, that this that you don't feel comfortable in this body and that you're somebody, you know, that you're identifying with a different gender. Yeah. That's nothing lightly. That's I can't imagine that that's a feeling that's just like like when a lot of us come into our sexuality. Yeah. Sometimes at first we may not even know, you know, like we're mm-hmm. we're confused, we're not really knowing just like want a taste to see. Yeah, and you know, sometimes you might have to like go through a little bit more of of exploring that to mm-hmm. really understand who you are, right. who what your sexuality is. But I can only imagine that when it comes to like identifying with your gender Girl, that it's a lo- that it's it's quite different. It's no. quite a different experience. It has to be a roller coaster. Yeah, and so I feel like how can you deny a child and tell them that they don't feel like that because they're not old enough? Cuz they don't meet the age requirements. What are the age requirements of gender? Because your parents been dressing you in a dress since you were born, if you were a girl, mm-hmm. or putting you in pants and a hat if you were a boy. So they're already putting a gender on you mm-hmm. without allowing you to pick. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's that's not in regards to what my age is. Mm-hmm. So why should it be in regards to the age when it's me deciding for myself what I wanna what I wanna identify as? This is why children resent their fucking parents. This is why exact. This is the exact reason. And denying your children that knowledge that they so sh- that you should up. be talking to them as a child produces men like Boosie. It's it produces nuts. adults like that with fucked up views of the world and not understanding that every person on this earth is different and that you are allowed to be different and to live whatever the fuck life you want. Right, and it's even worse when they're gay. Yeah. And then they have, they have parents like that because that mental damage, boy, therapy. I'm saying... And it takes a lot of undoing. It takes a lot of undoing. I can't even fucking imagine, honestly. Like, I generally just... I'm telling y'all, y'all be sitting here laughing and shit. This is why niggas be coming out the closet at 50 fucking years old. This is why. And they be having kids and shit. And then niggas be like, how you don't know? Or this is why people get in full-fledged marriages for years and, and then, then find out later that your your significant other is, is gay. Right. Because they've been trying to deny what they've been told for so long ain't mm-hmm. right. Or they weren't allowed to express themselves as a child and really mm-hmm. get to explore that part of them mm-hmm. and get to know it before they got out into the real world. Mm-hmm. And so now they go living on this this fake life until they get to be older. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just not fair to them. I agree. I don't even think, just generally, I've, I don't, I never had really the birds and bees. I never had the birds and the bees conversation. I don't really think I had any really political conversations in my house. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really, uh, maybe I, I'm, I'm probably forgetting because I've really selected memory. But I don't think I really had any of those big conversations. I kind of just had to figure shit out. Yeah, exactly. And, and it sucks. Yeah, because it's not good at all. Happening. It's not good at all. Like Because also, when you're coming up, and you, you have so many other things coming from outside of what's even going on in your mm-hmm. house that you're seeing and, you know, like, trying to decide as you're, like, trying to figure yourself out. And so the least your parents could do is support you mm-hmm. and equip you with the knowledge and information that you should know as a child. It's the same. It works the same way when it comes to sexual abuse. And all of these things. This is why, like, as a child, your child don't feel like they can trust you and tell you these things. Because you've created that space to where they feel like they cannot trust you and tell you these things. Or you never laid laid the foundation for them to have that conversation. Because, like, you just take this first step. Maybe I even talk about the first time, you know, whatever, how that look. Mm -hmm. Just, like, laying foundation for conversation. Yeah. Laying foundation because you talked about it exactly like, like you y'all want fucking your children to tell y'all tell y'all everything under the sun and be y'all friends and then all that but you don't lay any foundation you don't lay any of that stuff and then y'all confused when your children don't want to talk to y'all yeah y'all confused when your children leave and never come back y'all confused when your children don't want to have nothing to do with y'all because y'all didn't lay no groundwork yeah. So speaking from personal experience and even just shifting off of like sexuality and stuff, but just in the general thought of like 
shielding your kids from real life stuff. A lot of that happens, and as, as it happens in most black families, but especially black Christian families, a lot of that was very present in my family. And even with like how my mom and my aunt were raised, my granddad was very protective and very much that Southern Christian black mentality. I can only imagine. But it's that same notion that pushes children and to stay in a child's place. Like, you're not allowed to have this conversation because you're a child. Go to your room because adults is talking and stuff like that to where you don't learn about even the basic of things. Now I have, like, my my aunt in her adult life just now figuring out things about her, just now learning that she's pretty much been trained to be a people pleaser all her life, and now she's having to fight against trying to please everybody and just do what she feels like is right for her. That's a fucking hard thing to deal with. That's deep as fuck to be dealing with in your 40s. Like, what kind of shit is that? But if you talk to your... You're halfway there. Exactly. You've already lived a whole life, and now you're finding out shit that that Mm -mm. is simply based off of what went on in your childhood. Mm -mm. For me, we did have these conversations. My mom did talk to me about the birds and bees. And as much as I love my mom to death, Still, she denied my sexuality, you know, before I even knew who I was, before I even could identify with those feelings, I was being told not to bring a woman home. And so it's just like with you telling me that kind of stuff and not even listening to me and how I feel. When I get older, now I'm fighting against like I literally had like I feel like part of my bisexual bisexuality was me denying the fact that I liked women and being afraid of fully stepping into what it means to be a lesbian simply because of being afraid of what I've been taught traditionally what my mom has my mom's wishes were what my family's wishes were that took a lot of work to fight against and it was all because of the things me and my mom did not talk about when I was younger I completely agree. Um, it's some shit. It's ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, that's why I'm in therapy. Um, yeah, like I'm still I'm working just, through all of the shit that I'm te- I wasn't allowed like, to talk about right. when I was younger. Sexuality, yo, sexuality. It's a whole different beast. It's man. like yeah, that's straight privilege, and if you have straight privilege, just be happy because. Oh my goodness! You, we just like for me. I just can't find the words. Where are the words, sweetie? Sweetie, where are the words, mommy? Uh, <laughs> I'm sick of you. Um, I don't even know. Like, that's why I can't like. Into I feel like ugh. I have moments where it's just like. Uh, I don't even know. Like, Talk just, to your kids. Like your kids are a lot smarter than you right. than you think. Like I'm telling you, man. And when you when you talk to these your kids at a have young age about have real conversations about life, watch the news, let them ask questions about the things that right. they see and have those conversations. Because I'm telling you, like first of all, you're building up an intelligent child when you do yes. that. And you're also teaching your children at a very early age to understand mm. that people are different from them and to not judge them for those those mm-hmm. differences. You're also teaching them to look out for certain things right. that may be a threat to their own lives right. when they get older. Like you just you don't realize how much you're hindering your children and stunting their mental growth when you don't allow right. them to have access to that information as a young child. She took the, she took the words all right out of my mouth. I just there I just go. feel it so deeply like. I just, I and can't. I want to have three kids, so yeah. How many kids do you want? Do you want kids? Two or three. Two or three. Yeah. Two or three or four. No, no, no. Five. Not four. Mm-mm. I come from a family of four, and granted, it was a very fun. I had a very fun upbringing. <laughs> Still, that's just too many for me. I don't know how my I'm mom did three, it. I'm three, and I swear on the life of just everything. I just I refuse to have, fuck them up. Not to say I was yeah. like fucked up, but like. I just, I, I just refuse. I just can't do. I'm gonna do everything to raise my children right. to be like unconditional love. Yes, like yes. decent. Actually, not even decent, because decent I feel like is the bar on the floor, which is the bare fucking minimum. Right. I want my children to be great human beings because I just, 
I try I, I try to be that person that understands that everybody's different. Like I try to mm-hmm. be that person that understands and fights for the everybody's voice because and that's okay. And sometimes you don't, but that's when you educate yourself. Right. So then you can do better in the future. Right. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I can't help but think about my program director <laughs> and his children. They're so fucking smart. They're so, yes, like, his daughter is five, and I'm telling you, like, first of all, she carries herself like such a lady. It's just like, I like you, girl. But she's also very fucking smart, and it's because, like, they have conversations with them. Like, they're not afraid. Like, yeah, of course there's a limit on what you're going to expose your children to. You know, you don't want to just have them watching pornography on the TV screen or some (laughs) shit. But... Even though when children they, just be looking for it anyway. So they do. They're going to see it. But have those conversations with mm-hmm. them so they won't have to go looking for that shit to find it on themselves. Mm-hmm. Because that's another part of it. They go digging for these things and to find out and learn about them in the world when you're not teaching them about it. Right. And so how how is it that my child is now learning about sex from porn because I don't want to talk to my child about sex until they get to be in high school? Right. That's crazy to me. It is crazy. Right. Now you have men who... Puberty puberty starts before high school. Yeah, exactly, which means those feelings start way before you get to high school. Right. So why aren't you having those conversations with your children before then? Right. When their bodies are starting to change. Right. (sighs) So the moral of the story is, guys... Listen to your kids. Listen to them and talk to them. And talk to them. Engage with them. Because it can't just be a one-way thing. It has to be no, a two-way street. Two-way street. Listen to them. Listen, hear what they're saying. Hear it. <laughs> and talk to them. And talk. So that's all I have. That's um, what I'm leaving the folks with. I have to say. <sighs> I'm so over you today. Like take care of your kids. Um, be better than what you were raised in. And. Listen, I feel like that is like the motto. The Listening motto. is the key. It's the fucking motto of the month. Listen to your kids. Mm-hmm. Active listen. Mm-hmm. Try. Are you really trying? That same communication that you're trying to get out of these niggas that don't want, you right. know, shit out of life. Right. Have that communication with and your kids. And my thing is, there's a difference from like, it's just, this is like not really off. It's like kind of off. Like when it, okay. when, when you say like a child is right when you say a, that's gonna be the title, <laughs> that's when you say a child's in a child's place. Like, I, I hate get that. it. I, I okay. I don't. Ugh, I get it in the sense like like when adults are talking and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you know, you be talking about whatever, so you know children shouldn't be around. because it can have the adverse right, effect. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So you know, like not like shoot, but like don't be here right now. Go play mm-hmm. a game or something. But like if a child is at the table and they're not doing that, and they just eating like. Don't do that isolation shit. Like, mm-hmm. don't push it. Like, like common sense. Yeah. Use it. I know we all don't use it. God gave it to us for it. free. Like, it's, you don't have to pay for it. It's not a limited free trial. It's not a limited amount. Like, all you have to do is <laughs> just click the app and it opens. And I there swear to God, the, free. the device is right on the screen. Just close your eyes. And it's, I'm telling you, it's free. It's yeah. Purpose. Yeah. But just listen and listen and try. Yeah, I just I wanted to have this conversation because like we're at the age where a lot of us are becoming parents kids. ourselves. Yes, and Ugh. so I just want us to raise the uh, the next generation different from how this these previous generations we are have been fucked raised. Up, we're fucked up. My generation and up, I'm still fucked up. Millennial and older. I'm telling you, man, it's hard as fuck out here. Even some of Gen Z, because if your parents were like. What was it right after Baby Boomer? Gen Y, X, whatever. <laughs> so many stuff. But you are still dealing with some of that because y'all don't, I mean, unless they're like our kids, you know, or even some of the people older than us, like uh, slightly older than us, unless they're like in that age group of kids, they're getting the same shit that we got when we were yeah. kids. And then some of these parents are giving the same thing back because they, yeah. they didn't learn no better. Yep, because even kid, people my age are still po- passing that toxicity on to their children. Right. And I'm just like, and it's because you don't know any better. You don't take the time to educate yourself. Learn. <sighs> That's just Google the bottom line. Google is free. Please use and it. And the libraries does not charge for library cards. Say that again, 
Okay, I just went and got books today. But <laughs> the library is free, guys. It's only not free when you don't return the books. But wow. the cards are free. The store, you know, the, the the libraries are there. Go in. I used to steal from the library. I'm really weak. <laughs> and I used to sell the books. Oh, my God. <laughs> do not do that. Use the books to educate yourself. But if you don't read, just Google <laughs> takes a couple seconds like god god where can they find us gray we are on talking black pod on instagram if you have any questions or send us your black businesses we are shit is real podcast at gmail.com there you go once again you can find us on instagram at talking black pod and in gmail at shit is real podcast at gmail.com thank you for the reinforcement (laughs) All right, guys, that's it. That's all I got. We'll see y'all next time. Don't eat babies. Bye.